Hello, and welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Farrah, your host, and as always, I'm so grateful that you're here. It really does mean the world to me that you continue to show up, or even if you've showed up for the first time today, that you are taking time out of your busy life to be able to learn, to grow, and to be able to do that with me alongside you. And this is something that I am extremely passionate about and want to be able to help give you tools to be able to gain a deeper connection to your soul and the healing in a holistic format to be able to incorporate mind, body, and spirit. And that's exactly why we're going to go into today's topic, which is about somatics. And that is if you're unfamiliar with it, which honestly, I think it's having a moment right now and it's becoming a lot more popularized, but for a long time, I don't know if it was necessarily something that people spoke about because so much healing also gets kind of directed towards talk therapy, which is definitely mostly my background. Also what I've experienced and incorporated into my healing process, but I do see the power and definitely have seen the transformation within my own life when I was able to incorporate more of that energetic and physical change and be able to incorporate practices that helped heal me in different ways. Because I think no matter what we'd like to say, our body is affecting our minds and our mind is affecting our body and creating an embodiment practice that incorporates all of that so that it's interwoven and really we're healing on every single level. We can not only say that we feel good, but actually feel good internally as well and in our physical environments. So when you think about somatics, which is actually rooted from the Greek word soma, which means living body and wholeness, it's really how we kind of reflect what we're feeling on the inside in our external environment. And if you think about like, if you're hunched over kind of like at a desk all day and your chest is caved in and you're kind of like your shoulders are drooping down, like, are you really feeling completely confident and energetic and like jazzed about life? Probably not. But like, if you were to switch your posture to be able to roll your shoulders back, to be able to even take like the Wonder Woman pose, putting your hands on your hips, standing up tall, maybe even reaching your arms out, power pose as a lot of people will call it in different avenues, that is a physical change within your body that is inevitably going to shift the way that you're feeling and just wake you up. It's going to increase circulation. It's going to awaken you on a different level than if you were to just say in your mind, I am awake. I am energetic. I am alive. Like you can say all those things, but if you're not feeling it again on that physical realm, then it's probably not going to be truly embodied. And that's why we're incorporating somatics a lot more into therapy and a lot more into different avenues for people to be able to recognize how they're living day in and day out in a more holistic sense. And thoughts can really only take us so far, right? Like, and when our thoughts maybe lose out to the pressure of what our external environment is producing for us in that moment, it's easy for us to fall back into habitual patterns and ways that we've lived before. But the body cannot lie. We cannot deny what our body is feeling in this moment. We cannot ignore pain. It's a very valuable input and a stimulus for us to be able to invoke change. Right. When we're in pain, we try to go above and beyond to be able to reduce that. Well, there's a lot of people out in this world that live in 
continued stress and aches and pains. And that's just like their daily life. But can you really allow yourself to feel joy while still having those aches and pains? And yes, we can. But if there's a way for us to heal ourselves, even through those parts of those physical ailments, how much more embodied and joyful could we be? Right. And to be able to think about like you're changing your state, you're changing your body, and then you're able to really change yourself in a more cohesive and collaborative way. We're more receptive to what's going on within us. And then we're also more connected to our intuition. We're more connected into our bodies. We're more connected into the present moment. And when we're more connected into our bodies in the present moment, the more that we can show up fully in everything that we do. It's so easy to disassociate. And I feel like for a lot of people, that can also just be your, especially if you've experienced trauma um, within your childhood or in, even within your life, the point of disengaging, turning our that connection from mind and body apart was a survival mechanism for a lot of people. And so to be able to turn that on can be very painful and super scary too. So I want to acknowledge that, that this isn't necessarily something that we want to bypass, that there might be reasons why you're not connecting to your body. There could be a million and one reasons why. But to be able to open that gate, to be able to even just open the door a little bit to peek in and to be able to slowly introduce some practices might be an excellent way for you to get started or to be able to work with a somatic therapist. And actually later this week, I'm going to be chatting with my friend Kobe, who's a phenomenal somatic therapist and does a lot of transformative touch and incorporates a few different exercises and techniques. And she'll go into more detail about what she does and how she can help aid people in their healing journey. But again, it's all about finding the resources that resonate with you, that serve you to be able to create this holistic practice in order to be able to transform, again, from mind, body, and spirit. So let's just go a little bit more into even kind of why this is important. And I'm going to just encourage you in the next few moments to be able to tap in on a deeper level, to be able to, if you have the availability and to do this in this moment, or you can always pause it and do this later. Um, but to take a few moments just to check in with yourselves. How often do you go an entire day without ever actually paying attention or asking yourself how you feel in this moment? It happens to me sometimes. Well, I do a meditation practice each morning as like an internal check-in, but it's really easy to bypass when we have things that are constantly grabbing at our attention. So taking a few moments here to just settle in, to close our eyes, to find a seat, or maybe if you're walking, to just be able to tap into the feet, your feet connecting into the earth, which each step. And no matter where you are, or what you're doing, to be able to really bring a heightened awareness into the rise and fall of your chest. Maybe hear the subtle sound of your exhale as you breathe out. And like I mentioned before, maybe the connection of your feet into the ground or your pelvis into your seat.
grow a little bit taller within your spine. Allow your navel to draw in supporting you here in this position, no matter where you are standing or sitting. And then tune in, ask yourself, how do I feel in this moment? Scanning yourself from head to toe. Taking note of places where you might feel a little stickiness, potentially pain, or maybe ease and softness. Collecting that data, soaking it all up. Taking note of maybe three places within you that pulled at your attention more than others. And again, this is without judgment or expectations. It's just really, again, it's the observation, it's the awareness. Now start to blink your eyes open and consider a few points of reference here. What is your body trying to tell you? Let those answers drop in. Where do you feel contracted, disconnected or numb? And on the other end, where do you feel connected, strong, thriving? And if you have a piece of paper and you want to take a couple notes down, feel free to do so, or even pop out your phone and be able to just jot down a few things that really jumped out at you, that stood out to you within this practice. Now that alone is a really simple somatic technique, right? We're connecting to our bodies, we're slowing down, we're pausing, we're reflecting, we're listening. It's so easy for us to forget the importance of the intelligence of our bodies. And through my yoga practice is where I really found that connection. And I think I was just as common as everyone else to be able to just like ignore it, to be able to say, oh, whatever, like keep going, keep grinding, keep moving. And if I ignore it, it'll go away. And I think we all know that that doesn't often actually isn't actually the case, right? So the more that we can gain an awareness of it, the more that we can treat those ailments, those moments of, and those body parts that do feel tender, that do feel tight, how can we bring more attention to it? How can we allow ourselves the space and time to be able to actually treat those areas so that we're able to live fully into our bodies and feel strong within that, to feel aligned, to feel connected? You don't have to do, you don't have to be Wonder Woman <laughs> or do the Wonder Woman pose every day in order to access that either. 
and even just simple things to be able to consider. How do you feel in your body? What parts of you necessarily feel tension? Where do you feel the most connected? And I think sometimes we can deny ourselves the opportunity to be able to integrate this knowledge, right? Considering it, does my throat feel tight? Does my neck feel tender? Well, an excellent type of somatic exercise to be able to open up our throat chakra is singing, humming, speaking out loud, screaming sometimes, allowing this energetic center in order to be activated. And if you're not familiar with the chakra system, I, I said that so casually because then I recognize that that's not as um, common knowledge as some other things. And so the chakra system is actually seven energetic centers, or there's over a hundred chakras within the body, but there are seven main points along your spine from your root to your crown. And each one of those is actually connected to feelings and opportunities to be able to come into more balance, the balanced state. And I actually have a full chakra meditation series, which goes through each chakra and leads you in a meditation and some different practices in order to find a connection to that. And if you're curious about that, check out my website and you can find out more details to it. Um, but I think that there is different points that we can find that connection and also recognize that sometimes the feelings that we're experiencing or even some pain that we're experiencing could be connected to a blocked energetic center. And this is connected to the Vedas. It's been around for thousands of years. And in a lot of countries within the world, especially Eastern countries, this is very common and incorporated into people's daily lives. And aligning your chakras can be an opportunity to be able to gain a deeper understanding of what's occurring. And to, again, use that input in order to be able to show up in a more balanced and centered, aligned way. So another type of um, practice that especially if we're feeling kind of almost like we go down to our second chakra, if we're feeling um, kind of like insecure, if we are lacking sexual drive, if we're in that scarcity mindset that there's not enough, a somatic practice that you can incorporate is simply dancing right? So being able to move in a more fluid way, the second chakra is associated with the element of water. So we can like flow with our arms to be able to move our bodies, circle our hips. Sufi circles is a Kundalini practice that helps kind of like swirl within the cauldron of our pelvis to be able to activate the energy within that center. Like to be able to like roll your neck around to like get silly, which is often something that's playfulness associated with the second chakra. So just being silly, not taking it too seriously. You can close the windows. You can turn off the lights. No one has to see you. But I think seeing yourself, recognizing your own sensuality to be able to honor that and the sacredness of it is a beautiful practice. And again, is another area where we can disengage, where we can shut down. How do we open that up to experience the fullness of living, the fullness of yourself? And I believe I was like, I love to dance. I'll like literally will go to concerts by myself just to dance for like periods of time. It's one of my favorite things to do. Or I'll turn on player music in my apartment and I'll just dance around and like shake and like just like be again silly because like life is meant to be enjoyed and finding that pleasure point, which is also associated with the second chakra, as you might imagine 
can be a way to kind of shake that energy up if we're feeling really tight in our hips. It can also be a blockage within our second chakra. So now you're starting to see the theme here. There's places within our bodies where we can unlock, we can kind of break up something that might have been stagnant or stiff for so long that we don't even recognize. We, rec we kind of feel like we're always going to have that. But there's a possibility that we can eliminate it by incorporating some of these practices. So also, if you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe even your mind is bouncing from one thing to the next, that again, that kind of scattered, anxious feeling, if that's where you are in a constant state, it could be connected to your root chakra. So that is our like kind of is established when we're young between the ages of two to seven. And it's that place where we can like really, if we didn't feel secure, if we didn't feel safe in our upbringing, there's a possibility that our, our root chakra has got some disruption that if we kind of feel like there's never going to be enough that we don't have food and shelter these things are not a given for us um there can be opportunities for us to need to ground on a regular basis and grounding can come in a lot of different ways you can be walking in grass without your shoes on um, you can go into full malasana squat position within yoga to be able to open up the energetic center but to feel the activation to contract your mulabandha which is your pelvic floor to be able to conserve that energy and to use it to be able to gather it from the ground from mother Gaia and to drive it back up through your spine to be able to root down in who you are and the security that you have within you innately you do have enough you are safe you are in a secured environment hopefully you are you know and then that translates to how we show up if we're constantly feeling anxious if we're you know feeling like you know something's gonna the rug's gonna be like pulled from underneath us at any moment in time it could possibly stem from all of these things again they're all interwoven within each other and sometimes we dismiss it as like oh i'm just being crazy or i'm just like thinking about things too much no 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 like there's a reason why you feel that acknowledging it and then, but healing from it to be able to recognize it and then say like, okay, what can I do in order to shake this pattern? How do I change my thoughts? Well, maybe it's changing how you live within your body, within yourself, within this moment. And that could come from doing more exercises within this area to be able to limit time with technology, to work more with your hands, turning like being able to, again, spend time in the outdoors, connecting to earth, touching trees, leaves, the ground. You know, we all have access to this. It can be really simple, but can be ways that we help integrate this, these practices and then noticing the shifts and the changes that occur within us. Another great one for if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed is simply connecting to your breath. Being able to watch the rise and fall, similar to what we started at the beginning of this particular episode, but then maybe starting each day with a four count breath exercise. I also have that available. I do 21 days of mindfulness and I teach a super simple breathing in for four counts, breathing out for four counts, but in a more guided way. Like those big belly breathings that often gets taught within like therapy classes and therapy sessions. And it's because it's effective. It turns on our parasympathetic nervous system. It reminds us that we're safe, that we're able to relax. And then we go and enter into our day from that more relaxed state of mind. And that way, when we're triggered, when we have the stimulus outside of us that helps kind of shake us up, then we're able to reconnect. We're able to respond 
from a more conscious place instead of a more reactive stress point of for you. Like when we're in fight or flight mode, our limbic system is just like on fire. Our amygdala is like firing off constantly. And we truly feel like we are not able to be able to, we're not safe. We're in danger. And if you constantly feel like you're in danger, how can your prefrontal cortex actually work? How can we cognitively think through something in an analytical format if we feel like we're going to die? Like it could be caused by an email. It could be triggered by a conversation. This can be triggered in a lot of different ways. And we all have defense mechanisms that we've learned as children to be able to handle these situations. So to be able to change those if we need to, to be coming from a more holistic and healthy way, we have to be able to incorporate these practices. We need to learn them and then we need to practice them in our day in and day out. And that's so much a part of what I teach within my coaching style is because I think that at least for myself, I didn't have these tools. I just didn't know how to respond. I didn't know how to get back into my baseline. I was such in a heightened state or if anything triggered me, there were certain points, my pain points, you know, that would send me spiraling. And I didn't really recognize them. I also kind of thought they were normal to a certain extent. Like, they didn't feel good. But I was like, oh, everyone experiences this. But then recognizing that I could actually change that, that I could make shifts within my life so that I could respond to my world in a more um, calm way in everything that I do. Like, I remember, and I've had adrenal fatigue multiple times just from burnout within jobs. And I was so, like quickly like triggered in everything that I was doing because I was so used to being like on call responding to messages being able to like in a moment's notice be able to make a quick decision or negotiate or have these like really stressful overwhelming conversations on a regular basis it became a normal part of my day but I noticed I would get frazzled I literally would start to shake like my hands would start to quiver and I was like this is not okay that I, I just feel this way all the time, you know? And so then I was like, I need to create some practices and rituals in order to calm my nervous system. Otherwise, like I'm going to be frazzled all the time, all the time. And I'll just like hate it, honestly. And so then if I was really overwhelmed or had a super stressful day, I would literally go into nature. I would physically force myself to go sit in the grass somewhere in like a like quiet place. And I would just breathe you know, not even meditate. Sometimes I would just breathe or sometimes I would repeat mantras in my mind. I am calm. I am safe. I am peaceful over and over. And like, I would do that for 15, 20 minutes and it doesn't take a long time. And then I would respond. I would go back into my life, but I would turn my phone off. I would remove myself because I deserve that space and time. I deserve to feel calm in my daily life. I deserve to feel connected to my body. I don't need to be spiraling out. I don't need to disassociate and disengage from what's going on and just like numb out so that I am able to respond and react to my environment. Like that's not a, like, I truly it is not a healthy way to live your life. And I think, again, we create these defense mechanisms that become normal, but there's other ways to live. There's other ways to approach these situations that we can come from we're technically then more in control. We're able to handle onto it, but just like water, the more that we clench, the water is going to slip from our fingertips. So that cup of water, cupping our hands to be able to hold space for ourselves in the most nourishing and loving kind of way allows us to be able to hold our vessel, to be able to create a safe place for us to be no matter what's going on around us. Right? 
So I hope that, you know, talking through this allows you the opportunity to be able to even just explore what this means for you. What are some practices that you can do to be able to um, kind of respond to what's going on within your body? And I would definitely encourage you to have that moment where you can like sit back to be able to breathe, to be able to do that mental scan. Um, You know, I have the emotional pain body chart where it's like, you're kind of looking through your body. Where are you feeling this? So like if your neck is sore, that could be like worry, stress, anxiety, shoulders, carrying the world of the weight of the world on your shoulders, having so much on your plate that you feel like you can never truly relax, that your shoulders can never drop down, right? Different points in your back can create different pain. So upper back can be more expectations. Middle back could be like fear of the future associated with your heart, relationships, forgiveness. Um, And then lower back, financial issues, that point of security within our sacral chakra. Even our hands could be the inability to connect with others. This could be, um, and this is also connected with our heart chakra that comes through to our hearts, especially our pointer finger, our hips, emotional pain, second chakra, our feet, negativity, being hard on yourself, ankles, feeling unstable, uncertain, right? Our body's trying to communicate with us. And if we're quiet enough to listen, We can actually heal through these things. We can live in a more holistic way, fully integrated from head to toe. And how beautiful is that, right? How beautiful it is to have the opportunity to be able to be embodied in everything that you do. And when you feel more embodied, you're able to listen to yourself, you're listening to your intuition, and then you're able to live in alignment with that and then be able to respond to your environments from this connected place to let that be your compass as you move from one thing to the next. It's so easy to numb out, to be able to, you know, I, I know lots of people who drink copious amounts of alcohol on a daily basis because they don't want to feel because they're so stressed, they have so much, they're so overwhelmed. That's the only way that they feel relaxed. That's the only way they turn on their parasympathetic nervous system. But there's more natural ways to be able to activate that part of you, right? To be able to activate this more calm state. But it takes looking, it takes lifting up, you know, underneath the shadows to be able to look underneath what's really going on and to dig a little bit deeper. And that takes courage, that takes a boldness. But when we're able to kind of open that up, then we're able to then even encourage ourselves to be able to live in alignment in everything that we do and to ultimately find a deeper connection to our innate wisdom, to ourselves and that higher um, divinity that resides within us too, our true essence. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope this was useful. Be able to listen in If you want to talk more about this or even how you can incorporate a few practices within your life, feel free to reach out. I'm so happy to have the conversation. If you want to look into my chakra meditation, check out my website, um, coachingwithvera.com. And there's actually a section um, called chakra meditations. And then it goes into each center as you move through and gives you opportunity to be able to balance out each one. And it's 22 bucks for all of them. So definitely not um, expensive. It's pretty affordable. And if you're listening to this podcast, I 
I will give you 50% off and go, just type in meeting your soul pod and you'll get 50% off for the chakra meditations. Okay. And, um, yeah, follow me on the gram at Ferrochino, F-E-R-R-A-H-C-H-I-N-L. And I'll see you this Thursday. I'm going to start releasing two episodes a week, one for a solo episode, and then the next one will be with a guest. And I'll be chatting with Kobe as we talk about Jin Shin Jitsu, which is a type of energetic healing, and also how her somatic practices have influenced her life and to be able to allow her to live in a more holistic way um, as she lives with a chronic illness and pain on a regular basis. So... I will talk to you soon. Peace out, everyone. Love you.